Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you for one hour. But a great hour nonetheless. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um... You can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash uh, 101 ESPN. Is that where it is? Yeah. If you just go on youtube.com, 101 ESPN, it'll pop right up. So I'm giving out an inaccurate address. Then. I, I think you're giving out an accurate address. I think the way I am giving it out is mm. um, easier. I think it's actually easier to do it the way I'm saying Really? Because I'll type in youtube.com slash TMISTL and it takes me right to it. But I did that with 101 ESPN. I felt like it took me to like a burner page or something like that. Like a dog (laughs) avatar with a flag and a scripture reading. Right, which is always great. Um, I'll ask you a question. I'll take questions. Sure. When you're uh, surfing the World Wide Web, Uh do you go into the actual URL box and type out www? Browsers.com? Right, of course. That was without saying. Uh, Or do you go like to a search engine like Google and type it into the search engine because I ne- I can't remember the last time I actually went to like a URL and typed out like a website's name. Uh, yeah, I think I type out the website's names. Oh, oh you do Google? It's yeah, I also bookmark anything I need to use every day and then uh, go from there. But yeah, I'm almost always search engine and then auto populates so it saves like your most recent. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yo. Uh, yo, balloon dudes. That's from the three and four, and that's where the text starts and stops. Hello, everybody. Uh, we have Jackson's Half and Half today, which is presented by the Angry Beaver. Mm-hmm. Jackson's questions are now sponsored, Angry Beaver. And uh, you mentioned a balloon party. You can get $5 off at Angry Beaver? Yep, just by mentioning pills. $5 off any pizza. Sick. Uh, and then we'll take your deep dive request today here on a Wednesday, 314-399-9646. I'm in the mood for a good deep dive. Me too. But... I know we have the half and half, too, presented by the Angry Beaver, so let's get right to it. Let's go! Let's do it. Let's do the Will Piddles half and half, of course, half relevant cardinal questions, and then half of uh, some sports business, maybe just some uh, ideas. Well, I mean, it's your poll. You would know what's in there. Oh, I know what's in there, baby. And we're going to start out with this. Katie Wu tweeted yesterday, the Cardinals are working on an extension for reliever Jordan Hicks. This is taking fans and pundits by surprise. What do you make of this move? Does it make sense to you, Tim? Uh, I approach this with some semblance of skepticism and allow me to explain. I, I just, I absolutely love it. I'm so teased at the moment. I'm literally on the edge of my seat. I'm standing up. I'm so excited. I thought you were distracted, and then you were going to acknowledge you started thinking about KD or something like that. Well, I never, KD never lose my mind. He's one of the most unique scoring weapons this 
game has ever seen. Right. Um, but the key is, I think in uh, in 2012's The Avengers, Mark Ruffalo plays the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Says, you know, how do you? They ask him like, how do you contain like the Hulk? And he goes, that's the thing is, I'm always mad. That's the thing about me. I'm always distracted. Wow. Okay. So I've learned so to operate. Omni distracted. Yeah. Um, the Cardinal organization, specifically in John Mazalock's era, but I can think back to when Walt Jockety was the general manager, and I would break stories, which really is like kind of a zero upside yeah. thing. Yeah. Unless you're like one of the guys who like actually like yeah, it's, not, it's not like KMO go, here's your check for 10 grand. You got that one, you know, <laughs> right. it, but if you're wrong, it, yeah, it lives with you forever. Right. Uh, so I kind of have gotten, eh, that's a waste of time. So uh, the Cardinals pride themselves on no leaks. So it's odd to me that in a series of four hours, we had the one that I believe is coming with question number two of the Angry Beaver, Lil Piddles, half and half Tyler O'Neill thing. Uh, but for uh, but uh, you know, at around five o'clock or so yesterday, you had the Jordan Hicks extension thing. So therefore, I am obligated because you call this program honesty and media, amongst other titles, yeah, to tell you that it strikes me as a surprising report because it's five, six days before the trade deadline, Jordan Hicks being one of the most talked about trade pieces for the Cardinals, there being a shortage of relievers uh, out there that uh, buyers would be able to acquire. And therefore, the skeptic in me says the Cardinals are getting that report out there to try to get somebody off the dime and have them put in the final piece to a trade puzzle that would get the Cardinals to move Hicks. That is my read. Right. So if we were to apply that theory to an actual situation, name any baseball franchise you want, isn't interested in Jordan Hicks, uh, but are kind of... uh, uh, you know, sitting on their hands a little bit, maybe not being as fast as the Cardinals want, maybe not agreeing to some of the terms the Cardinals want. So the Cardinals put out, hey, we're thinking of signing Jordan Hicks to a multi-year extension. That might force a team's hand or be the catalyst in the move. That is correct. Okay, yeah. And I think that I think that makes sense because you're right. The Cardinals are, they do take a lot of pride in no leaks, staying in the room. So for this to just be like so readily available for any reporter, it doesn't matter who the reporter is, for any reporter, it it would strike me as as... Not odd necessarily, but not a move the Cardinals would make. Um, but I listen. It's not like I I know that. It's just it just it's it's in inconsistent with the manner with which this era of the organization has done business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Gould of the Post Dispatch asked John Mazalak about Katie Wu's report with the Athletic. For those of you who have not had a chance to read it regarding uh, Tyler O'Neill, and uh, he uh, answered in a. Uh, relatively speaking, unique way, and he said uh, he wasn't going to comment on it, but that there's a lot of falsities out there. Yeah, that's a answer without really giving an answer. Right, that's extremely vague. Right but... now, there's a lot of speculation, some truths, some falsities. I I got to be honest with you. I'm an educated man, you as are. you know. I mean, I went to a Jesuit high school, right? Uh, and I had to make sure that falsities was a word. And it is? It is. Yeah. Uh, some truth, some falsities. It puts me in an awkward position to have to respond to all of it. 
the uh, athletic report from Katie Wu reported that a deal could be finalized within the next day. This came yesterday, so we're, we got about seven more hours for the 24-hour yeah. period. Yeah. I want to start uh, answering any question from my boss, superiors, anybody with there's a lot of truths out there. There's a lot of falsities. Puts me in a tough spot to answer questions. God, you can't go wrong with that. Literally, you cannot. You can't lose. Because it's accurate. You don't have to. You're not having to answer any questions. You're not saying really anything. You're just kind of complaining. And I I really like that. And I'm going to start using it. Uh, So outside of the report coming at an odd time and an odd strategy, but maybe the Cardinals go, hey, the strategy we've been using hasn't been working, so let's use new strategies. Uh, just Jordan Hicks right now. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Yeah. But Jordan Hicks, how would you grade his last, I don't know, four years? Yes. He wouldn't grade it outstanding. Yes, see. And so much of it is because of health. And so from that standpoint, it would surprise me if we're looking at this big picture. And I realize you go, well, you got to have the bullpen has been the problem. The Cardinals lead the league in blown saves. Did you see the Derek Gould tweet about blown saves? The Cardinals be in first place without all the blown saves. I understand that. But Jordan Hicks in a year, Jordan Hicks in two years, do you believe that you're going to get Jordan Hicks of July 2023? And if you do, then I would understand it. But this is just, there's just a couple of things that strike me as tells to this that just make me think that this is a move to get another team to throw in somebody. The Cardinals want to complete a deal, and then perhaps they view Jordan Hicks as the first domino for the trade deadline, and then they move on to Montgomery or Flaherty. Or then they move on to, okay, we know we got pitching in exchange for Hicks. Now let's sign Montgomery or Flaherty. Maybe that's what the play is. Could be. And, and I might be just going straight up conspiracy and I may be off the mark. Nobody's told me a damn thing. You think anybody tells me anything? Nobody tells me anything. Nobody tells me a thing. I'll tell you something. What are you going to tell me? When looking at this from like a big picture standpoint, like you were just saying. So you're not telling me anything. You're just going to say a bunch of words here. It's like I'm talking to Quinn Snyder again. Right. Well, this is just going back to the Mosaic thing. I'm going to talk a lot, but you might not actually get anything out of it. I right. think this might have some substance to it. Okay. When you look at it from that big picture that you were talking about, it seems to me that the Cardinals are extremely optimistic when it comes to player evaluation. Like they want Jordan Hicks from July of 2023 to be Jordan Hicks forever. They want Tyler O'Neill from 2018. 2021. Yeah, 2020, I'm sorry. Uh, Jack Flaherty from 2019. Tyler O'Neill from 2021 to be Tyler O'Neill forever. Jack Flaherty from 2019 to be Jack Flaherty forever. Uh, The 2011 and 06 teams who weren't in great positions to be that kind of standard when it most likely, as we've talked about, can be an outlier. And so they're super optimistic, and I think sometimes that can kind of cloud their judgment on a player because they do have some evidence that they can be great, but they also have a lot of evidence that they are not that great. I actually, I know you did say a lot, but I, I was able to extract from that knowledge. Yeah. And I agree with you. I do think in a weird way, let me put it this way. Uh-huh. I think people will be able to follow me here. Had the 2004 Cardinals been the one to win the World Series and not the 2006 or 2011 Cardinals, it probably would have been better mm. for the Cardinals over the last decade. And my reason being, the 2004 Cardinals were dominant throughout the regular season, won 105 games, and then logic would dictate that would be the team that won the World Series. But instead, that team lost Chris Carpenter in September and was swept by the Red Sox and had to battle through seven games and come back from down 3-2 against the Astros in order to win the National League pennant. 
whereas you had mathematical outliers in 2006 and 2011 win the World Series, which I think have given, and understandably so, I'm not saying it's misguided, but I think mathematically it's faulty, the organization, um, a belief perhaps that the probability of the unlikely is higher than it actually is. And so I think that is why they were perhaps stagnant in 16, 17, and 18, and 21, by the way, all due respect to John Lester and Jay Happ, uh, that the Cardinals now are kind of reaping what they sow, and that was inactivity. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, I think the fact that you go, well, you always have a chance, look at 2006 and 2011, has been somewhat counterproductive at trade deadlines because they view the long shot coming in to be more likely than in reality it is. But the truth is their two world championships came from two of their more unlikely teams as of, say, mid-August of those respective years. Yeah, and that runs parallel to their player evaluation and sometimes their moves, I think. It is 1013 in St. Louis. Uh, You're welcome to give your thoughts. 314-399-9646. You're welcome to watch on YouTube. We have the Lil Piddles Half and Half presented by Angry Beaver. Uh, Tell the people at Angry Beaver about Piddles and it gets you $5 off a pizza at Angry Beaver down by Bush Stadium. Cardinals and Cubs opening up a four-game series before the Cardinals. uh, Before that, the Cardinals take on the Diamondbacks tonight in the rubber match of the three-game series. Steven Matz is a is just dealing now, Jackson. Yeah, for real. Uh, all right, so uh, that uh, and uh, your deep dive requests are welcome in the Air Comfort Service. Text line 314-399-9646. You are listening to Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan at St. Louis Hack here in Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. And this is our second segment. We are in the midst of the Lil Pedals Half and Half, presented by Angry Beaver. You are welcome to text in 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line, and uh, participate in the uh, conversation in the YouTube chat room. Jackson, do you get in that uh, YouTube chat room and, and, and talk it over with the people? Sometimes in the break, I don't talk it over with the people, but well, I see yeah, what they're you saying. talk it over with the people. Uh, I feel like I can do that uh, right here, kind of into this microphone. Okay. If anyone has any questions, you know, deep dive requests are usually for Tim, but I, you know, I, can, go, I can go deep. Yeah, I'll take... Uh, Deep dive questions. You can text those in. Uh, Tim, what the 2006 and 2011 teams did was made the front office create the famous slogan and company model of let's just get in the playoffs and see what happens, which has worked in the past when the division has been horrible, but now everyone else is caught up with you and that no longer works. That's from the 314. I kind of agree with that. I think the thing about the division being horrible is a bit of a... Um, I don't know. It's it's somewhat. I don't also don't. I think calling it prisoner of the moment comes with a really negative connotation, which I'm not trying to say. But you know, the best teams in the National League from 2011 through 2016 were from the National League Central, because mm-hmm. um, the Cardinals were either in the World Series or in the NLCS in all those years, or the Cubs were in the NLCS. Yeah. Giants maybe would be in there, but yeah. Right, and, and so th- what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, yes, it, it's been garbage the last few years, and I get that, but 
from 2000 through 2022, it wasn't necessarily that way year in and, and year out. It, it kind of comes and goes, um, you know, to, to apply it to college football. Not that anybody's necessarily looking for that, but one of the criticisms of Missouri's two best years as well, when the, Missouri won the Big 12 North, you know, the Big 12 was... Uh, the Big 12 North was down. And when Missouri won the SECs, Georgia and, and Tennessee and Florida were down. They were right. the Blue Bloods when the Blue Bloods are down. So it can kind of give you a misguided perception that the National League Central is hideous. I mean, in 2013, when the Cardinals won the National League pennant, uh, if, if memory serves, the Pirates and the Cubs were both damn good teams. The Cardinals had to beat Garrett Cole and the Pirates in Game 5 to go to the NLCS and then beat the Dodgers right, in 2015 right. the Cardinals won 100 games maybe that was the year the Pirates and the Cubs both won 97 the Pirates were really good in 15 I remember okay, that okay well they had to be good in 13 too because the Cardinals played them in the NLDS and you had three teams from the National League Central in there my point being I agree with the first part of it is I think 2006 and 2011 created that let's just get in and then it's then it's a crapshoot the thing is I actually agree with the it's a crapshoot which is why Personally, I would prefer a smaller field in the postseason. I also know that when I'm saying that, that there's no way in the world that's going to happen because it reduces the top line revenue and no business is going to do that unless they somehow subtract an even greater total from their expenses. And that isn't going to happen. So with that said, we have what we have, but that is why the regular seasons don't intrigue me as much as they used to because you can have an incredible regular season and then lose a best of three like we saw last year and in 48 hours your season is over and I don't think people necessarily remember the 2022 season for the most part as being as great as what the 2022 season was I think Ali Marmol and the Cardinals have a hell of a lot more equity if Ryan Helsley holds on to game one and the Cardinals win game two or three against the Phillies, and at the very least they're in the NLDS, if not the NLCS. But because they lost in a matter of 24, 48 hours against the Phillies, uh, a lot of the goodwill from not just that team success, but what went on with the second half of that season with Albert Pujols has been, has been lost. And so I think that plays a big part in it. And understandably so, because the Cardinals have not won a playoff series since, Jackson? Not won a playoff series since 2019. Oh, that's correct, Atlanta Braves. Yep. That was a... And maybe it would have been better if they lost that one, because Randy Rosarina's Instagram stream probably wouldn't have been activated. Yeah, yeah, and they had such a good series against the Nationals. That's right, it was magical. Done in 48 hours, it felt like it was done 12 hours against the Nationals. Not a lot of offense. Yeah, what I would say on the just get in, I think it's like a good mantra to have, and I wouldn't be surprised if many teams have that mantra of like, let's just get in, but it shouldn't shape the way that your front office makes baseball moves. I think that... The idea for a team like, hey, we're going to play this regular season to get into the playoffs is correct. I think saying like, oh, we're going to build a team that can just get in would be incorrect. Tim and Rich Kid. Woo! I feel like there's a major disconnect from traditional St. Louis media with Mizzou sports. Why has St. Louis media not adopted Mizzou sports? We don't have our NFL team and no NBA team. You would think Mizzou would be the next best thing. That's from the 314. I like this. I don't know how much interest there is in this question. So unless this really causes a great deal of engagement, which I don't think it will, and this is coming from somebody who, if you gave me a choice of the next championship I could experience as a St. Louis sports fan, it would be Missouri college football, Mm -hmm. without question, by the way, and somebody who went to Missouri. Uh for whatever reason, there just isn't a whole lot of interest relative to what you would think, relative to 
the other states in which SEC schools reside. Um, Kerry Davis always said he wouldn't have experienced TMA, so he, he came into the studios he last did. week and we BSed about it. And he goes, and I asked him about that. I, I, maybe one of the textures wanted me to ask him about it, but I was curious what he said. Because, you know, you have Illinois and Missouri, Big Ten and SEC representing right here in the St. Louis area. Anybody who's ever lived in Kansas City would, I think, agree that college sports are bigger in Kansas City than they are in St. Louis. And I, my premise has been because up until 2012, you had K-State, KU, and Missouri, yeah. all of their alumni and all in the same conference. Here you have, you may have alumni from Missouri and Illinois, and of course St. Louis U, but you don't have football, and football now rules things, and they're in different conferences. But Kerry's thing was this, win. The thing is, in 2007 and 2013, and to a lesser extent, 2008 and 2014, even when Missouri was in the mix for the Big 12 and the SEC championships, I found, and I was doing the show then, so it's not like this is coming at it from, you know, I wasn't doing it then, uh, that the interest level wasn't as much as you would expect. And I don't know what can change that outside of the obvious of actually winning. I don't know if they would have beaten Auburn and then beaten Florida State if they would still have the equity. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. This is a, this might sound minor, but I think it matters. I think 11 o'clock kickoffs really hurt getting people from St. Louis to go down to a college football game and experience big-time college football. And I realize Missouri, relative to the other SEC schools over the last eight years, has not been big-time, but... You have an SEC program playing some of the best football in in college football an hour and a half to two hours away. But if it's an 11 o'clock kickoff, the excitement level for people to go down there or the ability is decreased. And I know hardcore fans hate hearing that, but I'm just telling you that's a that's a real thing for people. So if you have success, you don't have 11 o'clock kickoffs more often than not. And you can have an incredible atmosphere. I would imagine anybody who went to the Georgia game last year, which was a night game, oh, yeah. would tell you there. that was up there with uh, damn near any Rams game they saw at the Dome. I can't confirm. Okay, uh, you I, were there. Yeah, I'd also say just the way the... And it's not like an SEC problem, I guess, but I guess it is. The way SEC schedules the games, like they can tell you the game time, and you like you can be a week out and you don't know when the game is going to kick off. They do have the right to do that two times a year. Otherwise, it's twelve days out. Right. So, but even twelve days out is like you know, if we're talking about planning and you want to take your kids to the game, and then you know, if it is the case where it is those two times a year where just a you know couple days before the game, they're like, ah, this game's going to kick off at eleven a.m. Well, your plans are are shot if you've got to now wake your kids up at seven in the morning hop on highway 70 get to the game figure out where are you going to stay there that night there's limited hotels like i I just think that that style is difficult and some people say i'm not going to drive the two hours and go see missouri and not to mention the in-game stadium atmosphere for non-huge games like that georgia game isn't incredible i mean the stadium just isn't incredible when you look at the context of sec atmospheres it's certainly towards the bottom and i'm a missouri guy love Missouri with all my heart, but that's just the, that's, that's the case from my experience. Uh, Tim, force it down listeners' throats. Enough people care, and if Mizzou fans hear you covering, they will tune in. Who cares about the boomers who only tune in for the Cardinals? That's from the 314. Uh, I understand that, however, having done this now for uh, what Jackson calls a Hall of Fame career. 20, yeah, 20, 25, honestly. 
Yeah, I guess you could say because I was little, at, I was yeah. I, I anchored my first my first sports cast in at KOMU in Columbia. Was it September eighth of nineteen ninety eight? Eighth or ninth? Yeah, it was one or the other. Yeah, uh, it was the day that uh, Devin West ran for like four hundred yards against Rock Chalk Jayhawk. For uh. real, I think it still may be a record. Uh, that nineteen ninety eight Missouri team was legitimate. Uh, if uh, forcing things down viewers and listeners' throats worked, then the WNBA would be very popular based on ESPN's Twitter feed. But uh, I would tell you that that hasn't necessarily worked. So uh, you can't make people care about something. It's true. You just can't. And it's not. I try. It's not. You do. You, yeah. I mean, Jackson would have gotten <laughs> an expansion evidence. team in the NBA yeah. here in St. Louis based on his Sports Center updates yeah. if that were the way that it worked. But it's. Listen, I would love. I would love to. On one on TMA, we talk about whatever the right. hell. And on my podcast, I talk about whatever the hell. But when I'm on this one-hour little adventure that I do uh, <laughs> each day, it's like, okay, I know what the, what the majority of this audience wants. Yeah. And for the most part, it's Cardinals and Blues. And that is the way that it is. Now, that can, that can change. Um, but, I, but I can also tell you, going back to 2007 in particular, it really surprised me that more people weren't caught up because Missouri's number one in the country, albeit for a week, yeah. and everything was building up toward that game against Kansas in 2013. I mean, what a weird spot that you had a Cardinal World Series game and Missouri was playing South Carolina, who finished second in the SEC East that year, mm-hmm. uh, the same night, and I was actually, relatively speaking, in a bad mood going to bed that night. The Cardinals won their game, but Missouri lost in overtime, a game they should have never lost to South Carolina. And I was kind of like, man, this, oh, I can't believe I'm going to a, going to bed disappointed on the night the Cardinals win a World Series game to take the lead in a World Series. Not like they were down 3-0 and now it's 3-1. They went up 2-1 in the World Series. That was the Will Middlebrooks-Allen Craig interference. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Game uh, 3 at Bush Stadium. And was the South Carolina game where the kicker doinked one off the uh, post. And that's, that's correct. That's when they lost. Yeah, yeah and I think that. they had a fourth down... Yeah, I was in the same boat as you where I was really upset about that game. Yeah. I was really, really upset. But had Missouri beaten Auburn, they're still playing for the national championship against Jameis is famous. Yeah, well, you have to be able to stop Trey Mason for that to happen, Tim, and that did not. Yeah, uh, the jet sweep was awfully effective. So I understand. Listen, I, and then, you know, I, I, now the Missouri fans are activated, and that's, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, let's see. Somebody said the weird thing is um, some Mizzou media or some media – uh, in St. Louis, want Missouri to fail. Um, I lost that text, but I uh, here it is. I would love to have Mizzou uh, um, be successful, but uh, it seems like people, some St. Louis media wants Mizzou to fail. And I can't speak for that. I don't know. I'll be real honest with everybody. It's not like I'm listening to a bunch. Of, I listen to podcasts and, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what I do. But uh, so I don't know who people are thinking of when they say that. And I don't do the Radio Wars thing either at this point in my career it's just not something I'm interested in but with that all said I have I have no idea about that I know for me Missouri having success in college football in general God it would be the greatest to have a relevant year and for the record have you seen an over under win total on Missouri season not yet I, I would assume it'd be six and a half six and okay, a half and I'm over all day okay I would be I would be all in on six I'm and a half. over all day over. if that's the case I'm gonna look SEC win totals 2023 Tim pulling it up we do have it the Missouri Tigers over under win they're doing this uh, alphabetically so wow, I got wow, six wow. and a half I nailed it wow great over, over. You, want, you want any action no I'm, I agree with you oh okay 
I'm really high on the Tigers this year. Wow, look at you. Eli Drinkwitz isn't calling the plays. But God, I love college football. I love college football. Yeah. Kicking off here in like uh, about a it's month. It's my favorite regular season that doesn't have anything to do with daily fantasy or gambling. Really? Over the yeah. NFL? Yeah, because that, that has everything to do with daily fantasy and gambling. I'm like, oh, good. The, the Eagles are playing the Cowboys. Oh, let me build a roster of Eagles and Cowboys, and then I'll watch the game, or let me bet the under, or something <laughs> right. like that. Uh, all right, uh, you can text in. Deep Dive's underway, 314-399-9646. We have the Angry Beaver, Little Piddles half and half. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan at St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Party, Drew by Mugganess, St. Louis Acura, on Toyota on 101 ESPN. And we're also on YouTube. And uh, I think we're naughty little boys. I would agree. Do you think we really are? I mean, I'm trying to think, like, would there be a naughtier combination of boys than us? Not only in this building, but in the region. I don't think I don't think there would be a pair of blue eyes, four blue eyes like these. Mm. It's I mean it gets the people going. No, uh, it arouses me just thinking about it. You can observe it by going to youtubecom slash 101ESPN, except that isn't the address. <laughs> it's, type in 101ESPN, yeah. Jackson's Council. Uh, more from the Little Piddles half and half presented by Angry Beaver. Woot woot! All right, as you alluded to, uh, after my first question for the Little Piddles half and half, the second question involves Tyler O'Neill. Casey, mm-hmm. Katie Wu also tweeted that the Cardinals are playing. Big golf. day for Katie Wu, the athletic. Absolutely, and she's great, uh, Katie. Wu also tweeted that the Cardinals are planning to hold on to Tyler O'Neill through the deadline. What do you make of this news? Uh, this one makes more sense to me than the Jordan Hicks one. Mm-hmm. And the reason being in Katie's article on The Athletic, and I am an Athletic subscriber, is that the Cardinals are not getting the offers that they want for Tyler O'Neill because understandably his value has decreased by not playing. So I don't necessarily see this one so much as a level, like I think the Jordan Hicks one may be, mm-hmm. level beaking, equaling bluff. So um, I understand it, you know, whatever. I, and by that I mean, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to produce? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, there are a lot of guys who play the outfield. But how many of these guys are you know, getting you fired up for the future. Does Tyler O'Neill get you fired up for 2024? Probably not. No. But I also understand not just trading him just for the sake of trading him. That makes sense to me. Jordan Hicks, you can get a haul for at this particular moment. Yeah. So, and if you would have asked people back in March who you've gotten more for in July, the answer would have been Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, for sure. But you see how things have played out over the last three months. For sure. Now, does this, if they do hold on to O'Neill, wouldn't you make you think that Carlson is also is probably very likely to be moved or at least be in a package deal? Uh, certainly, I, th- I think that, 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 that from a probability standpoint, yes. But 
you know, what if Paul Goldschmidt goes and then they go, Jordan Walker goes to first base. Yeah, then you need outfielders. Uh, and by the way, in Derek Gould, uh, he talked with uh, John Mazalock and also Paul Goldschmidt about the situation. And maybe I'm reading too much into this. Mm-hmm. You tell me. Uh, this is from the post-dispatch, stltoday.com. Uh, the Cardinals want to retool, not rebuild. And they're not looking to trade either of their pillars, Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt. Both veterans have no trade clauses and significant power when it comes to dictating where or the terms of any trade. Arenado has said he decided not to opt out of his contract with the Cardinals for a reason and would prefer to stay. As Tuesday for his view, Goldschmidt said if the Cardinals approach him about his no trade clause, that would be a, quote, private conversation. Huh. Try to think. Well, you don't need to try to think. I can tell you. That's that's a, that's a, if you're not going, you're not going. Right. It's they it wouldn't necessarily need a private conversation. Right. So what that tells me is my read is he'd be open to going. Now, I think it would depend on the destination. Right. I could be off the mark. I think he is the kind of guy who wants to play in some places and would really prefer to avoid others. And it doesn't have anything to do with the weather necessarily. Um, I just think certain markets might not necessarily be to his liking. Or maybe he'd go to the Bronx and absolutely love it. I have no idea. Right. But um I thought I thought that was I thought that was a surprising answer. I mean, listen, I mean, just in that paragraph, Norn Arnado said he would pr- prefer to stay. Uh that's from Derek Gould. Then to be con- contrasted in the very next segment, as Tuesday for his view, Goldschmidt said, if the Cardinals approach him about his no-trade clause, that would be a, quote, private conversation. Yeah, I mean, players can be sometimes intentionally ambiguous, but when Nolan Arenado says, I want to stay, and then Paul Goldschmidt says, that will need a private conversation, that ambiguity sometimes can be, you can look into that, because Arenado did say, I want to stay. So you can be blunt as well. Uh, and uh, well, he said he would prefer to say, according to Derek, and then when Mazalek was asked about those two guys, he said those would be private conversations. So to me, it just, I don't know, just keep an eye on that. Yeah. I, I, mean, just, I, I feel like there, there's a portion of the fan base that just isn't expecting much to happen between now and the trade deadline. And God, if I could bet people on that. And then, by the way, that doesn't mean that I think Goldschmidt's going and, you know, Contreras is going or anything like that. I think it's live. And by that, I mean, I think there is a chance, but that doesn't mean that because there's a chance that it is going to happen. There is an area in between those two things. But I don't think that means it is not happening. But I sure as hell expect the Cardinals to make multiple moves. Yeah. I also expect it to be met with a lot of, well, who the hell is this guy that they got? Because Uh, most of the guys are going to be triple-A or double-A players who are on the precipice of being major league pitchers. That's my expectation. I do not think they're going to sit there and hold on to people. I just don't. Uh, And I think the fact that they're, from my standpoint, doing something weird with this Hicks thing uh, is indicative of an organization that hasn't been there before. And by that, I mean hasn't been in the seller mode before. Sure. And so they're doing what might be incredibly transparent bluff moves. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you're about to sign him, are you? Really? Five days before the deadline, huh? Right. Okay, well, I'll call and see what happens. Right. You want to bet into me on the turn? Okay, I'll call. You want to bet into me on the river? Okay, I'll call. So, 
Or maybe they're going to lock up a guy who's had health issues when they're not comfortable locking up pitchers long term. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. Jackson, do you have another question for me? Yeah, sure, Tim. I sure do. Uh, we talked earlier about Derek Gould's tweet about the bullpen, the blown saves, and uh, where they would be. Tell the people what the tweet said. Because uh, tw- we can't operate on everybody being on Twitter. And from my standpoint, by the way, if you're not good for you, I think you're living a happier life. Right. You're living it up on threads. Um, <laughs> Derek Gould tweeted out last night after yet another blown save that uh, the Cardinals record, instead of 24, they had as many blown saves as the Reds, who have 15. They'd be 54 and 48. If they had 13 like the Brewers, they'd be 56 and 46. My goodness. If they had 12 like the Pirates, they'd be 57 and 45. And if they had nine like the Cubs, they'd be 60 and 42. Yet instead, they are 45 and 57. And 56 and 47 currently leads the division. Yeah, they'd be uh, a first place team. They would be a first place. If they had the Cubs numbers, they would be com- kind of comfortably in first place. Um, so my question when it comes to the bullpen, because um, that evidence is damning, does this strike you as a chicken and egg situation? If the starters carried their own weight, do you think the bullpen numbers would be much better? Is the bullpen a compounding issue of overuse and uh, probably just being put in some really tough situations? Or do you think the bullpen is as bad as advertised? I think the starting pitching compounds the issues for the bullpen, but I don't think the bullpen was necessarily great in and of itself. So in other words, had the starting pitching been better, we talked about it during the offseason. We talked about it going into the start of the season with the fascination with the season hinging on Jack Flaherty. Uh, and we talked about it certainly early on in the season. If you have a starting staff that then strains your bullpen, that doesn't just impact the day the starter doesn't go deep. Mm-hmm. It impacts the next day. And then it can strain the bullpen and the health of the bullpen pitchers. And it can be a domino effect that can carry on into May. June, July. So I think that's what we've seen here. Now, taking it beyond that, Helsley not being healthy adds to it. But you can also make a case that some of the pitchers aren't healthy because they're being overused. And we saw that with uh, pitchers over the last decade who we would see out there every day and then all of a sudden they're out of baseball. So starting pitching and not tending to that during the offseason was the domino that led to where we are today. And I would include that in being the bullpen statistic. The bullpen statistic cannot be viewed through a vacuum. The bullpen statistic to me is a further indictment of the starting rotation. I like that. That's kind of what I was looking for because, yeah, I think that so much of it is connected. The bullpen and the starting staff are all connected. In other words, Jackson, if the Cardinals had three to one or four to one leads, uh, in the seventh, eighth inning when the bullpen gets the ball and they're losing those games. Right. That's different than what has actually transpired. The, there have been blown saves, certainly. And last night would be one of those. I mean, it was a one nothing lead. But that's different than what the Cardinals have gotten because how often, because we saw the Cardinals were near the bottom of baseball with quality starts. So that tells you what the bullpen is taking over for. Right. Right, yeah, I think well, I think people might look at this and say like, oh, well, maybe we should consider bolstering the bullpen instead of starters. It's like, no, 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 no. Get the starters taken care of. You're going to see a better bullpen. And, and 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 what I would tell you is the starters actually over the last month have improved precipitously. Actually, beyond the last month, as we made reference to Stephen Matz, this is three start three three straight really good starts. Uh, up until this past Saturday, Montgomery has been outstanding. One bad start doesn't damn him, and Jack Flaherty has been very good. Miles Michaelis is is hot and cold, but certainly more often than not, better. 
it was the Wainwright spot that was problematic and or the bullpen innings that came with it. What I am saying is if you start off a season as thin as they were at the rotation, Wainwright hurt, Michaelis not right, um, and Flaherty wasn't great at the start of the season either, then that can strain your bullpen. And the Cardinals experienced this a few years ago and then didn't tend to the starting staff until the deadline, and it was just to eat innings. So uh, innings pitched can be a deceptive statistic. Uh, Quality starts, to me, is more of an indictment. And uh, if you will see that through the month of June, you will see what the Cardinals rank on quality starts. It was uh, a monster impact on the quality of the bullpen. It's 1049 St. Louis. One segment left in Balloon Party for today. Then BK and Ferrario take over. You are listening to Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota's presentation of Balloon Party on what one ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to the final segment of Balloon Party for July 26th, 2023. Tim McCurden Action Jackson with you here on the program that is presented to you by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. That's where I get my cars. It's where I'd like you to get your cars as well. Secret phone number, Jackson. 314-252-0029. What do we have for the final question or questions? Of the Little Piddles Angry Beaver Half and Half. I really like this question. Okay. I think it's going to take us home. The Netflix show Quarterback has seemed to be a big success. Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, with everyone I know saying they really enjoy it. I enjoy it as well. It's focused on which quarterbacks go. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota. Yes. And I think Justin Fields said he turned it down, turned down the chance to do it. Um, so, uh, I would, my question is, my first question is, did you enjoy it? And you answered, you said, yes, yes I've, I've yet to see so. it. I've yet to I see it. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've watched two episodes. Right. And I really love the concept. And it's something we've talked about in the show a lot of more behind the scenes, but still kind of on the scene sports content, kind of similar to what F1 did and what PGA tour has done. I think it's great stuff. Um, what St. Louis athlete would you like to see featured in a St. in a quarterback style show What's St. Louis athlete? And give me, give me an athlete, dead or alive, of all time that you would have loved to, for one season, had a camera attached to them the whole time. Uh, I'm going to buy time by acting like I care what your answer is. <laughs> so, gen- so genuine. Um, let's see. All time? Give me the late 90s. Give me a camera on Dennis Rodman for... Uh, oh, Rodzilla. Yeah, for well, about three I want to see months. that Carmen Electra and see what's doing? I just want to see like what like he did after practice. Oh, the, you know, the, oh, you want to see that Carmen Electra and see what's doing? Right, well, the and then they're like skipping out to go to Vegas for a little bit. I think that'd be... Oh, you want to see that Carmen Electra and see what's doing? <laughs> it's amongst so many other things, yes. I, would like I to was do. actually going to go from that Bulls team. I, I feel like it's a cliche answer, but I, Michael Jordan would intrigue me. Tiger Woods would intrigue me. Yeah, yeah. What about certainly. the local one? The local one, so I'm like thinking for like the 2023, 2024. I would year. like a camera set up when Hull and Chase and Shanahan were hanging out together. Yeah, that would be great. That that's your all time answer. That right that there. that would be if we can go back a few years. That would be one that would intrigue me now. These poor MFers now, they every time they go out, they especially here, or if you're in a smaller place where an athlete's you know in the spot that the athlete is in. Uh, they they don't leave their place, so they sit there and they play video games and, right. and swipe left. Yeah, that ain't that the truth. So 
you know, it's a d- different ball game. God, I don't know what would it right now. Who's right now? Yeah, it's a tough one because like who 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 do you think would be like interesting enough like and give you a lot where it wouldn't be something like you're saying where it's like after the Wayne game. Wright this year would be intriguing yeah, because year. of the up and down situation. Yeah, I think that. I bet it's you know and how he's battling through that. Pujols last year would have been a great one, or even Yadi. Yeah. Find out was going, go find out the Puerto Rico trip he took, all that stuff. Just see how that basketball team. Right. Well, yeah. Count me in. Got me in. Yeah, like the all time, I think is the better question. Like if you could attach a camera to anybody of all time, and yeah. I think the quarterback. Chase Shanahan. Yeah. Home on Litzinger. <laughs> that, that'll do it for you. Yeah, I think the, uh, but I like the idea of the quarterback show of kind of like and the way they're doing it with like the superstar, the guy who's kind of in the middle, agreed. and then the guy who's like fighting for his job. Mm-hmm. And I wonder where they would have put Justin Fields in that kind of, I guess maybe in the Kirk Cousins role because that's kind of where he is. Because then you're going, you know, guy who hasn't proven himself, has yeah. a lot of hype. Yeah. Yeah, the Mariota one seems like somebody turned it down. <laughs> I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, also, non sequitur, mm. I'm super high on Justin Fields and the Bears this year. Oh, wow. Look like, at that. Super high. So if we're in that fantasy, who put the fantasy football league together last year where we had like 10 seconds to make the pick and all hell broke Kerry Davis filed the protest. BK. BK yeah. did? BK was the commissioner. So if I'm ahead of you, I'm just drafting Fields. That's funny. Maybe this is all a play. Oh, uh, wow, man. Yeah. No, I actually am very. I have a bet right now with a couple buddies that the Bears will have more wins than the Packers this year. Tim, what about Patty Maroon? It's a nice play. Really nice play. That's a nice play. Really uh, nice. Somebody said Bader. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jordan Cairo. Uh, David Freeze. Yeah, Freeze probably would acknowledge that. The uh, pre-New Freeze era. Um, yeah, number number of answers coming in. I, I, I feel really good about my at least all-time Chase Hall Shanahan, like in a big way. Yeah. Like, come at me. <laughs> like, what's going to be better than that? Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like another group of athletes that would like hang out, but like a, like athletes across different sports. These like early friends. 90s blues. Yeah. You're, you know, in your mid 20s, you're gods here. Right. And the boys went out and enjoyed themselves. Right. No, no cell phones or people right. could snap camp pictures of you. Cause that's the biggest thing now is who, why would you even put yourself in that position? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They don't. Right. Uh, all right. BK and Ferrario are coming up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.